On today's episode of the Culture Vacuum Podcast, we give our top 10 movies of 2017 and take a look forward into 2018 let you know what we're excited for. So sit back, relax, and get sucked in. Welcome to the Culture Vacuum Podcast. I'm your host, Samuel Poulet. And I'm the co-host, Michael Watts. Welcome, everybody. It's the uh, it's a new year. Welcome to yeah, 2018. A new, a new year, new new us. New uh new year. Um, you know, and I think this is quite original in me saying this, Samuel, but uh a new year, I would venture to say a new me, even. That's that's a, that's an original quote from me, Michael Watts. No one else ever no, said that. Nobody on, has um, ever made a Facebook post that has said that before. Not one girl on Instagram has posted a photo of her on a beach <laughs> with her arms spread wide facing the sun saying new year new me. No no stay-at-home mom has posted a picture of her with her with her her kids going into their second semester of school saying new year new me no it hasn't happened we have some news we have we have before, news before we get to the title of the episode uh huh what what, so, what do we got samuel what's what's going on in the world have you heard of this company apple michael apple i th- i think i've heard of it they sell uh, computers or something right little known fact about apple they have a trillion dollars in cash mm just that's around. a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, that's like a country. Yeah, that's like a enough money to to buy North Korea, I think. And uh a even lesser known fact, they have another quarter of a trillion dollars just sitting around in overseas banks that they can't get yet. Oh, oh boy. What Except are, until now. What are, what are they going to uh, do with all that money, Samuel? Well, you see the the current uh president he he made some changes to the tax law. Johnny Appleseed, yes, I know the man very well. Yeah, the current president, Johnny Appleseed, made some changes to the tax law where Apple legally can bring in all that overseas cash. Instead of being taxed, I think, 27% or something, uh-huh. it'll be taxed at 10%. Wow. So if Apple in so these market these market gurus, they've been speculating that if Apple brings over a quarter of a trillion dollars in cash. They might decide, fuck it, buy Netflix. Okay, that's that's a choice. So Apple's buying Netflix is is what you're saying. No, it's the speculation. That's it's, what people are guessing. Yeah, so it's they they've said, hey, Apple has made moves to get into streaming. They've set aside a billion dollars for content. I think either this year or next year, uh, and they want they want to be a streaming service, but you know. If they're going to get a quarter of a trillion dollars in cash, why not just buy the best streaming service? Why why take the time to make your own when you can just do what they did with Apple Music and just buy someone else's? Exactly. You know? So we're getting so we're getting Apple movies now, I guess. Maybe. I mean, no this is all neither Apple or Netflix have confirmed they're in talks. This is just market people, I think from JP Morgan or something, one of the big banks mm-hmm. who have taken their their red yarn and draw drawn lines together right okay 
Interesting. This picture of picture of bankers scrambling. It's like wow, <laughs> they've been making content over here. They have all this money over here. Just, and Netflix is worth this much. It'd be huge because you know corporate consolidation means you have gigantic titans fighting each other. Yeah. And if Disney is buying Fox, then an Apple Netflix partnership may be the thing to compete against it. Right. Yeah. That'll. I mean. That, here's the thing is that would be really good for Apple, but it would, you know, suck pe- suck for everyone else, really, you know? <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. like, I'm sorry, Crackle. Yeah, so it sucks for you, Crackle. Uh, kiss my ass, lost, voodoo. Lost Jerry Seinfeld, and now this. <laughs> what are you going to do? What are they going to do without without Jerry? Yeah. So uh, that's, that's, that's that. Uh, that could make moves within the new year, but... Okay little simmering rumors just little little whispers through the grapevine you know uh and then uh you know michael dc comics oh yes i love i love dc comics they they just can't stop making waves they're they're making moves all over the place 2018 is is gonna be their year right samuel yeah this is the year this is the year it happened (laughs) i I think this is the one (laughs) they lost 50 million dollars on justice league ever everyone everyone thought it would be 2016 and that nope but then we we thought it was 27 no you were all wrong it it was almost 2017 almost was we were close it was half it was half 2017 yeah we got a little taste of what success could look like from dc and and but no 2018 is the year i think samuel this is gonna be it <laughs> we got a big old wonder woman shaped pie and a justice league branded cup of piss oh yeah <laughs> granny's granny's pht called called justice league <laughs> yeah and then uh so uh, but i don't know if you know but dc fans they they have what this thing called short-term memory mm, okay and, that's that thing that that dory has in finding nemo if i recall uh the dc fans don't seem to remember that Zack snyder was the man who brought us batman versus superman dawn of justice he was (laughs) wow and they scheduled uh this happened yes it was supposed to happen this weekend i don't know if it happened but the dc fanboys they 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 shaved their neck beards (laughs) and they decide and they picked they picked the the cheesy popcorn out of their hair. <laughs> the cheek wipe wiped they, the Cheeto dust off of their computers. And they made their way to sunny Los Angeles. Oh boy, La La Land. To protest to Warner Brothers that Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League be released. Oh boy. Why? <laughs> Why? Did they did they also demand that they, they serve Szechuan sauce at the rally or like what is what's, what's going on here? <laughs> So I talked with uh, Joseph Roeder in our Justice League episode about uh, this, and I said, I don't think Zack Snyder's edit would have been good, but it would have been interesting. That, that is true. That is true. Batman versus Superman was not good. Boy, was it interesting. Because Justice League, the worst thing about Justice League is it's just it's just boring and nothing. Right. Not not not, not much happens. Ba- Batman versus Superman, though, as Granny's Peach Tea. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, a, de- that's, a, that's a decision. That's, that was a choice. <laughs> Oh, so, man. you know, I want to see Zack Snyder's edit because I want to see how bad it is and also how crazy it is. Yeah, just like it would it would definitely be different and yeah. it, it would be. Uh, it's not going to happen, DC no. fans. I'm sorry. No, it's I'm sorry. You, you can you can read all you want, but, you know, you put on your good bra for nothing. Yep. <laughs> you, you shaved your neck beard and, and, and got all cleaned up for, for no yeah. for no reason at all. But in but in real news, what 
Warner Brothers did do, and this is this is some good news for all movie lovers. Okay, they promoted a man named Walter Hamada what, what to the be the head of DC Films. Oh, oh boy, who is uh, who who is Walter Hamada, Samuel? For those including me that don't know, his two big claims to fame: he helped start the Conjuring property for Warner Brothers. Okay, good. I like the Conjuring movies. They're yeah, they're not for me, but they're undeniably successful and dirt cheap to make. Oh yeah. And his big thing was he was one of the pioneers to get the movie It greenlit. Oh, okay. And yeah, what's so the two common lines between that is uh, uh, The Conjuring and It are both very, very cheaply made movies yes. that made that had great marketing, and so they made a lot of money, and they were also good. Yeah, I enjoyed. I I enjoyed both. I well, I really enjoyed the Conjuring movies. Uh, yeah. those are some of the best horror movies out there, in my opinion. I know, I know, you're not much of a horror fan, Samuel, but I mean, I haven't the I, I saw my first two horror movies this year. Okay, where last year, which was Get Out and It, and I love both of right. them. Right, both really good. Yeah, it it is great, yes. and that movie cost thirty million dollars. The marketing kicked ass for it, and it also was good, so people saw it, and it made a shit ton of money. Same thing with all the Conjuring. Right, movies. yeah. Well, that's so, exciting. I, that's interesting that they bring in a, a horror person to do DC, which... Well, it's not I mean, really a horror person. They brought in someone who knows how to have movies with reasonable budgets. That's true. That's true. Yeah. If you can make a DC movie for a hundred... If you can only spend $200 million on a movie, $100 million to make it, $100 million for marketing, you have much better odds of making your money back than the $400 million they spent on Justice League, That's which true. was $300 million for production, 100 for marketing. That is true. That is very true. Like, if Justice League had cost $200 million in total to make, it would have turned a profit. Right. Yeah. More than... Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, this, this means good things, you know? Hopefully, it uh, means at least less money loss for DC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's what he's they're gonna, hoping for. The first, the only thing he's going to be overseeing in 2018 is the marketing for Aquaman. Really? Okay. All right. So at least he'll be able to spend the the marketing dollars on Aquaman well to try to yeah make that movie better. That's gonna see. That's gonna need to be. That's gonna be important though, because because or make it look better. Aquaman. Is, they have to market a, a new Aquaman because this J- Jason Momoa's Aquaman is he's cool, but he's he's not Aquaman. <laughs> well, they have to they have to market this Aquaman exactly. This movie is shot and done, but yeah. So H- Hamada's going to prove his salt. I mean, he's going to be overseeing development on the Shazam and the Batman and Wonder Woman two and all that, but those won't come out until at least next year. Do you think do you think but, this decision has anything to do with the the casting of uh It Boy for or for Shazam? What's his name? The the kid, you know? Uh I don't think it has anything to do with that. I think it's just this guy Hamada, he's proven himself to know how to handle movies with re- he's proven himself to be efficient. Mm-hmm. And have a high standard for quality, right? Which up until now, DC has just been ah, make the make movie. That, they'll see. They'll it. like it. It's it's a it's a Wonder Woman movie. What's what's not to love? Yeah, yeah. They 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 Mister Magooed their way to Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, they, they had, did. The only reason Wonder Woman was successful is because Patty Jenkins. I refuse to give anyone else credit for that movie. I I support that. So that's uh, that's what happens. Okay. I still think they're gonna reboot this universe or at least put everything on pause and focus on solo movies. Yeah. But it's good to know that they'll have someone with a brain right. running the rest of the operation. Who who will hopefully save them money. 
it's uh, that's that was all for the news. That's the news. But uh, we're currently in the year 2018, which means it's time. I don't know. What, this episode's it's it's going to be about looking back, but also looking forward. Ooh, because we're, we're going to not only give our best movie top ten movies of the year list, but we're also going to peek ahead into 2018. Oh yeah, gonna gonna so, take yeah. a look at uh what's coming, what yeah. the future holds. For, but first, the top ten list. Now, uh, what we're gonna do is, uh, I'm blatantly ripping off the schmoes no rules because I think they're the best way to do these kinds of lists. Fair, fair. So what'll happen is, uh, I'll give my honorable mentions and then my ten through six. Michael will give his honorable mentions and his ten through six. Then we'll both do our five through twos, and then we'll each give our number ones. In between each time we list off the movies, we'll pause, converse, and once we're done. We'll proceed. So, Michael, yes, sir. Why don't you start us off? All right. Uh, my honorable mentions for uh, for 2017. Uh, they are um, it. Uh, we were just talking about this. It very very well done movie. Uh, very good reboot overall. Uh, and then we have Fate of the Furious, uh, Wonder Woman, uh, Justice League, and the Emoji Movie. And you know, we can once we get to talking, we can you know ex- we can. We could talk about more of that. But uh, then at my number 10, I have Star Wars Episode 8, The Last Jedi. Number 9, I have T2 Train Spotting. Uh, number 8, we have Thor Ragnarok. Number 7, Dunkirk. And number 6, Spider Man Homecoming. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to. You dropped the emoji movie in your honorable <laughs> mentions. I, I'm going to assume it's because of all the memes. Oh, definitely. I mean, here's the yeah. thing is I wanted to, in my honorable mentions, I wanted to include movies that you know either struck a struck a really strong note with me or or struck a strong note with uh with audiences <laughs> and uh i think the emoji movies is definitely one of those that that struck both uh both areas of that so by it's existing just by it existing i mean honestly like it's it's created a um a, an amazing toy line um you know <laughs> it's 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 done a lot for uh yeah. For, for, for the world. So uh, your number 10 being Star Wars The Last Jedi. Yes. And then uh, you, you put Thor Ragnarok. Say, say, go through them again. So, so we got Star Wars at 10. Number 9 is Train Spotting 2, right? Uh, number 8 is Ragnarok. Number 7, Dunkirk. And number 6, Spider Man. Okay. So talk about T2, because I didn't really see that one. Uh, well, T2 Train Spotting uh, made it onto the list just because it was a sequel that was made 30 years after the original and it did a very decent job and it wasn't bad and it it was a good follow-up to the story and great homage i think as well um and especially since it's um i don't know if you know you know this the story or whatever it's a very good ending um i think to the to the franchise as well so um i really enjoyed it i saw it um it was earlier this year i think um, I think it was like at the very beginning of the year, actually, um, that it came out. But um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. I saw it um, with some friends and uh, I saw it twice, actually. Just a just a very like, I mean, if if you've seen the first one, you know, it's it's Danny Boyle just going visual expressionism just to the max, you know. And so and he does a, another really great job with that in the sequel. So I have Dunkirk. The only one that you said that I have on my top 10 is Dunkirk. Hmm. Which I think, I mean, you, you and I can both just say, I'll talk more about it when, when it's my turn. Oh, yeah, but of course. Just the way, 
the way that Nolan handled that movie. Oh yes, it, I was blown away. By Amazing, it. just like just the I was I watched it with a with a friend the other day, and literally it was just after we finished watching, and we were like, "Holy moly!" I needed just like lay down and breathe and just whisper everything's gonna be okay to myself <laughs> just like everything did you see fine. it in theaters? i didn't get to see it in theaters but it's still oh, i i watched yeah. it in my room on a, on a you know a decent sized tv but you know it was uh it was still i mean it still builds and builds that anxiety and i saw it on a standard imax screening but i didn't i wasn't able to see it in the imax 70 millimeter but i after i saw it i told my dad who was the only person i knew within driving distance of one and i think i told you too but you may not have gotten around to it but i said go see it in the imax 70 millimeter format and he and my brother went telling me that yeah yeah, and he and my brother saw it, and they said, like, it was the most immersive movie experience they've ever has, had. Yeah, I can't imagine. And, I don't I don't, I don't, don't think it's still showing in some places. I wish it was, because I would love that experience. Yeah. But. Well, if it, if it gets awards nominations, I think they'll roll it out again, Probably. because the thing about January is it's just crap movies. Mm-hmm. So if it does get nominated for Best Picture, I'm hoping they'll bring back the IMAX experience. That'd be great. I don't know what your experience was, but in the being in the theater watching Dunkirk... They sh- th- that's real gun noises. Like it's not like pew pew halt. Like when you're in an IMAX theater, I ducked the first time a gun went off in that movie. Wow, just because it was so loud and deaf. Yeah, I I can't imagine. I mean, like I said, you know, sitting in a in a room, you know, just watching it on a TV was you know stressful enough. I can't imagine being in a theater with you know really loud, expensive sound equipment. You know. <laughs> Yeah, if Dunkirk gets nominated for Best Picture, please, 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 if you can, see it in a theater because I, def- so... I definitely will. Uh, with, without further ado, I'll do mine. Your, your turn, buddy. So I had eleven honorable mentions. Wow. I will talk about a few of them and just list off the rest. Uh, War for the Planet of the Apes, Baby Driver, Wonder Woman, It, Logan, Lucky, Spider Man: Homecoming, Molly's Game, I Tanya, The Big Sick, The Florida Project, Professor Marson and the Wonder Woman. Wonder Women and Wind River. Mm. The only ones that were super close to getting on my list was uh, Wind River, but also It. Okay. And the reason it didn't make it, I enjoyed It about as much as I did my number 10, but my number 10, uh, that's when I brought the social relevance in. Right. And because my number 10 is Get Out. Number nine is Three Billboards Outside Emming, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Number eight, The Disaster Artist. Mm-hmm. Number seven, Dunkirk. And number six, which is probably going to be the best picture contender this year, Call Me By Your Name. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything below is just like, I, I want to talk about Call Me By Your Name first. Right. People have thrown the M word around about this movie. Masterpiece. Wow. And I, I tend to agree with them. However, just because something is a masterpiece doesn't make it better because that's when subjectivity comes exactly. in. Exactly. Like, I watch Call Me By Your Name like, yeah, this is a visual masterpiece, but it doesn't resonate as strongly as me as it does with some other people. Of course. But it's a, it's an undeniably beautiful movie, but like the Mona Lisa, the Mona Lisa is a masterpiece, but for me, the Mona Lisa isn't even my favorite painting in the room. The Mona Lisa is kept. In. Right. Exactly. And that's, but yeah, call me by your name. Uh, I can't, I can't say more about it, but uh, anything else on my list that stood out to you? Um, uh, yeah, actually, well, a lot of, uh, a lot of your um a lot of your honorable mentions uh made not only made it onto my list but made it higher on my list which is which is really interesting. Uh Baby Driver, you put that didn't even make the list. 
that that was a big movie that people were you know really excited for, really liked. What, why oh, why so why not make the put it on the list? Yeah, Baby Driver also came close. Uh, as much as like it's it's Edgar Wright in his element. Like I still think Hot Fuzz is his best movie, but when when you look at Baby Driver, he just took all those editing tricks he took from the Cornetto trilogy and he put them into this and he put them outside of that universe and it baby driver works very well but i think just like the last third of it drags on okay and you can just sort of tell that Wright was going oh no we got to keep all this in it's all great but it's like yes the shootout with the with the weapons dealers was done well and yes the diner scene was extremely tense did we need both of those? I don't really know. And the, the end of it just felt really long. Fair enough. That's just, okay. That's just, yeah, that's just my take on anything else um, on my... on my. Uh... Not that I can uh, remember. Go- yeah. You know what? Actually, Samuel, I just remembered I left a, an honorable mention off of my list. Uh, but Stanford Prison Experiment. Um, that was on there, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Great, great movie. Did you see it? No. Really. I know I know what the Stanford Prison Experiment is. Right, 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 right. But, well, the movie is really great. Um... Yeah, very, very indie. It's on Netflix, I think. Yeah. Okay, Michael, you're five through two. Five through two. All right. Coming in at number five, we have uh, Get Out. Uh, then at number four, we have The Shape of Water. Uh, number three, we have Logan. And number two, The Disaster Artist. Oh. Mm-hmm. Logan, lower on yours than I thought it would yes. be. Yes. This was, see, this was actually, that was a big, a big, uh, you know, deciding factor was where to put that. And um I don't know. I mean I can I can just I can talk about the the top two and why it didn't, you know, didn't beat out those, you know, later once I announced the number one. But um yeah. I don't know. I mean uh, I feel like Logan was it was a really great movie, very well done, amazing superhero movie. I mean, we named it best superhero movie of you know of the year in our last episode. Um but uh I don't know, just uh it's it's one of those movies where it didn't have much for me in in what I like about movies, you know. Um, like it was very good, and I enjoyed watching it, and it was very interesting to see a take on a superhero film like that. But as a movie itself, it didn't hold many surprises, and or um, I don't know, just like moments for me that really stuck out and stuck with me. Um, well, you're not allowed to have that opinion. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I'm fired now. Shit. <laughs> I'm gonna come over. You should kill yourself. <laughs> you don't have the same opinion of the superhero movie as me. <laughs> oh my god. Sorry. It's okay. Sorry. This is this is what happens when he in. when he doesn't get his Szechuan sauce. <laughs> yeah, a DC fan just came into the room. Get out. Get out. Go go protest to. Go, yeah. go do something else. <laughs> you and I both have Shape of Water at a four. Okay, nice. And then uh, I just, yeah, I don't know because I gave you a list of movies to see this week. I don't know which ones you did, <laughs> but um, I will tell you, Samuel, I did not see many. Um, okay, <laughs> yeah. So, like, did you see Call Me by Your Name? Not yet. I have not. <laughs> did you see Lady Bird? Not yet. I have not. <laughs> did you see Coco? Not yet. I have not. Okay, so I have no idea what your number one is going to oh, be. Oh, boy. Because, no, like, I was expecting Logan to be your number uh-huh. one, but I said, go see Call Me By Your Name, Lady Bird, and Coco, because I thought those would be the ones that would flip you. Right. But, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. All but right. I think, 
I think for you, you'd appreciate Lady Bird a lot. Yeah, that's the one I plan on seeing first. Um, yeah, and and call me call me by your name again. It's just it's it's just such a objective masterpiece. Right. Of course, I don't know how it will hit you because it's it'll hit everyone differently. Right. Okay. Cool. You're, uh, you're up. Yeah. Give, give us the five through two, Samuel. Okay. So all my top five movies are movies that just they just like punched me in the gut with emotion. Mm. And I was just overwhelmed. Okay, going through the whole thing. So number five, Coco. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one of Pixar's best, easily. I don't know if I put it higher than Inside Out, but it's it's in those top ten Pixar movies, easily. Nice. And I just, I just, I love Coco. If you have not seen Coco yet, oh my gosh, see Coco. Number four, The Shape of Water. Number three, Lady Bird. And my number two. Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. So what, what what do you got to say? Uh, interesting. We both picked Shape of Water as, as number four. Um, we talked about that on the on the podcast, but uh, but very very great movie. A nice little feel good fantasy, you know, type of thing. Um, yeah, uh, Lady Bird. You know, you you love that movie. What is what? Are, what are your thoughts on on that, Samuel? Why why so high on your list? Uh, it's just a beautiful portrait of what that time in someone's life is like. Mm-hmm. And uh, like the the relationship between Saoirse Ronan and Laurie Metcalf uh, is probably the best mother-daughter relationship I've seen on screen. Mm-hmm. And maybe one of the best just parent relationships I've ever seen. Okay. And it just like shows what it's like. Just like they're contentious between each other, but they love each other. And it's just like. I don't know if it's because I'm just I'm coming out of that time of my life, but this movie really hit me hard. Yeah, I can imagine. That's it's, a hard that's a yeah. hard um relationship to pull off as a as an actor, you know. Yeah. And it, yeah, if Laurie Metcalf Laurie Metcalf is definitely the front runner for best supporting actor this year. That's good. That's um yeah. good for her. And then I, I also want to say Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. It's better than Blade it's better than Blade Runner. You say it. Wow. The first Blade Runner uh, created a beautiful sci-fi world that's very interesting. The story is very bare bones. Mm. It's here are four people, go kill them. Right. And then along that journey, we see the masterpiece and the visuals and the blah, 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 blah. Mm. Blade Runner 2049 is, uh, again, just like when that movie ended, I had to take, I just had to take a breath. Wow. Yeah, it's it. It was close for my number one. Yeah, you but you, you talked a lot about this movie this year. Uh, yeah, this uh, again, and and like Dunkirk, uh, see it in the theater, please. Right. But I hope this. The reason I hope this movie gets an Oscar nom is so that it can have another run in theaters. Because right now it lost the the, the studio about two hundred million dollars. Mm. Like we talked, we talked about it, but like we said, hey, Netflix is a business. Like in our Netflix episode, Netflix is a business. They need to make good business decisions so they don't lose money. Blade Runner 2049, objectively a terrible business decision. Mm-hmm. While Blade Runner fans are very uh, loud and noisy, they're not necessarily a lot of them. Right. They they spent way too much money making Blade Runner 2049. The marketing was kind of bad for it, but I'm glad they wasted all that money because the final product is so good. Right. Maybe it'll maybe it'll do well in a wide release. I mean, well, no, like DVD that's release. What I, yeah, but, that's what I mean. Yeah, home. I hope it makes money back on home video, but that's unlikely. Again, $200 million is a huge hurdle to clear, but it's a terrible business decision, 
but it's I'm glad they made it because it's a very special movie. And Denis Villeneuve, Villeneuve as far as I'm concerned, he's batting a thousand. Wow. And uh, Roger Deakins did the cinematography for it. If you look at any movie Roger Deakins has shot and then you realize he hasn't won an Oscar yet, it's ridiculous. This man shot Shawshank Redemption. He shot Arrival. Mm. Like, he shot Fargo. Like, any beautiful-looking movie, odds are that Deakins shot it. And maybe this is the year that Deakins will get his uh, his Oscar. Hope so. It's his it's his Leo year. It's his Revenant. I I I I don't want my heart to be broken for them. He's stupid good. Yeah, I mean, all those movies you listed, all visual, just beautiful. Okay, Michael. Okay. Uh, so say your number one, then I'll say mine, and then we shall discuss. We've we've made it. This is this is the big one. All right. Uh, this this may surprise you, Samuel. Number one, Baby Driver. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, my number one, my number one is Logan. Yep, coulda, coulda, coulda guessed that. Um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, baby, it was close. You yeah. go first. You as far as far as I'm concerned, Logan and Blade Runner 2049 are tied, yeah. but ties are for idiots. You know, yeah, it's not how the, I had not to pick one. Works. Both of these movies are tens to me, but I just had to pick one over the other, and I picked Logan. Mm. Okay. You just mentioned the ending of Logan to anyone, and it just brings tears to your eyes. And then she takes the cross, and it turns into an X. Definitely. You know? Yeah. Because I bring that image to mind alone. Choked. Oh yeah. Up. It's a... uh, I felt like you you have to look at this movie from a lot of angles. You look at it from the fact of it is just uh, a beautiful send off for Hugh Jackman. Mm. Um, all the nostalgia. Like I'm not. We'll talk more about nostalgia later in the show, but I think just from all the nostalgia of the fact that like my dad showed me all these X, all these superhero movies when he thought I was old enough mm-hmm. for it. And the X-Men ones like Hugh Jackman has been with me basically my entire life of having memory. Oh yeah. And to, and like, I've seen him through the good and the bad yeah. and just so, yeah, so there's that. There's just all the baggage I've been bringing with me into Logan. It just paid off so well. But there's also just it's a very well done movie. Agreed. Yeah, like it's a incredible. It's really just it's a western with a guy with claws instead of a gun. Oh yeah, that takes place in uh, the near future. Yeah, and uh, it's just it's it, what it really it's a portrait of a broken man seeking redemption. Which again, it's a western. Uh, Charles Xavier as Charles not charles xavier patrick stewart as charles xavier uh he's the dark horse for best supporting actor this year mm-hmm. and, if, and if he if he takes the trophy home i will be balling my eyes It'll be a, a happy happy samuel yeah but i i, I don't I, I don't know there's been murmurs that logan's gonna get uh the, that oscar nom but it's i don't know if, i think this movie's gonna get swept away so like really this year at the oscars i'm rooting for dunkirk and uh and blade mm-hmm. runner I think Lady Bird and Call Me By Your Name are going to be the the darlings this year, and and I hope they are. But I just want Logan because like Logan's not just a superhero movie; it's a beautiful movie. I think it's I think it's perfect. But you know, obviously we 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 disagree because you put it at three. And I hate <laughs> oh man! I'm like Will Hodge in the year we didn't put Mad Max as our number one. Yeah, that's that's what you are right now did we put it as i think we both put it as our two or something i think we did yeah but it wasn't number one so it wasn't good so so he got mad um it's at your we're allowed to disagree this is called conversation it's called a discourse Uh, yeah 
Why do you like Baby Driver so baby much? Because... Okay, Baby Driver is at number one. The same reason why Logan is at number three is because Baby Driver had so many things for me that I just, I love. I am a huge music fan. You know this, Samuel. I, I love that. And I, and I love when movies use music to tell a story. And I think that this movie is one of the best examples of that. And I think it, it fits perfectly and just works so well with it. Um, oh, certainly. Yeah. I think I, uh, I loved every single. Movie. I think I think it's a te- the movie. It's a technically. Let me look up who the editor is. When this movie, when Baby Driver started, my jaw was on the. Ground. Oh yeah, that opening sequence was just beautiful, just art, just beautiful. It's like I said, everything up until the last act of the movie. I'm like, this is this is incredible. This might be my favorite movie of the year. And like, like in just terms of the amount of fun I was having, but I felt just like it, the momentum just got shot in the leg mm-hmm. at the, at the end. That's, that really took away from me. I, I, I respect that. And I definitely like, I don't know, I guess, I guess for me, it's, it's just a, a way of how we watch movies, but I, I, it didn't seem like, like much of a, uh, um, I guess, uh, an aside as as it did for you cuz i i don't know I, I it felt more to me like a like we were taking a a break cuz then we did you know start back up later with the with the the final chase and everything yeah and again um, like the ending okay so there's there's two editors Paul Macklis and Jonathan Amos mm. they certainly deserve the oscar for it 100% this year. yeah i would agree with that but, yeah yeah i think like technically baby driver is pulled off very well and it's probably the best directing that Edgar Wright has done mm-hmm. In terms of just like crafting sequences like that, working yeah. with his script and the music choice, like all the I things that you think of a that director. and Scott Pilgrim are, are tied for that, I would say. Yeah, like it's like I think it deserves best director, but not best picture because picture is the whole product. And I think the whole product, the dragging in the at the end may not have bothered you as much. But for me, I was like, OK, this is this is I'm enjoying this, but it's getting kind of boring. Right, exactly. And if a, a movie can't feel boring, it can feel slow, like call me by your name uh there's parts of that movie where just like it slows down and basically nothing happens but everything else is so beautiful that oh it's nothing for a reason Mm -hmm. i just felt like they were baby driver was trying to get somewhere but it just it faltered i don't know yeah sounds like i didn't hate this movie it's very good Mm -hmm. yeah Oh, but I'm, and I think as, as Atlanta boys, we might be bought. We might be biased. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that definitely plays a, a factor. I mean, you're sitting there watching a car chase in in a place where you've driven before. That's an awesome feeling. Yeah, and it's the first movie I can tell that's like very not ashamed to be shot in Atlanta. No, right? Yeah, like, that's it, it doesn't. Most people, most like hide it at all. Yeah, most things are like they shoot in Atlanta and then they're like, oh no, it's it's somewhere else, and it's like. You can you can say it's Atlanta. It's okay, like you know. This guy went around Atlanta over New Year's uh, weekend. You can find his thing on Reddit. But he shot a bunch of film locations, and then sh- that he took like film locations from movies, and then showed where they were in real mm. life. So Avengers headquarters is actually the Porsche factory, right in Atlanta. And uh, the bodega, like I could have sworn they shot some of Spider-Man Homecoming in New York, and apparently they did, but not as much as you'd think because the bodega that gets shot up is actually a store on the corner of MLK and Peachtree. No way. <laughs> yeah, Walmart yeah, they just in they, Atlanta. Yeah, well it's it's not even a, a deli. It's just a, it's just a street corner, corner that they, they converted, I guess. 
Yeah, and they just CG'd out the Atlanta streetlights and replaced it with uh, fixtures that you'd see in clowns. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. The magic of movies. Baby Driver is just like, if you're from Atlanta, you, yeah. it is porn. You're, gonna you're just like, I know I've, I've been there before. I I know that. They turned that corner into that corner. Yeah. It's also, it is also like a, a nice little like Easter egg sort of hunt it, when watching the movie too. Because the, the way that the, <laughs> that the, um, I think Vox did a, a piece about this, but the way that the chase scenes are filmed and, they and jump yeah, they jump around. So it's like, that's sort of nice little Easter eggs to while you're watching. Cause you're like, Oh, there's no way he could have gotten to I 85 from that street. Like, you know, like nice little things like that. I think, te- I think it deserves all the technical awards. I don't think Edgar Wright should win for best director, but I could see the argument for him to get nominated for it. But uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, I think I think that's our top ten that's list. It. That's it, everybody. Uh, Those are and th- again, these are not the best movies of the no. year. We're not telling you. We're just saying these are the ones that hit it most for these us. These are what we think. This is just a just yeah. a little peek into our into our brains. If you disagree with us, that's it's fine. okay. We're not gonna we're okay. not gonna be mad at you. We're not gonna hey, don't worry about it. Don't don't swap me. Yeah, don't 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 leave some bad comments. I can't. I can't take it. My fragile, my fragile self confidence. Now, uh, just let's briefly. What were the worst movies of of twenty seven? <laughs> well, uh, some of them are uh, on my honorable mention. Uh, yeah, Justice League and the Emoji Movie for sure um, are on there. I only mentioned movies that I saw. Yeah, but because I'm, I'm not a I'm not a hack. See, Michael. I didn't see. I just I've just I've gone off the memes. I think for worst movies, I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, like. I mean, like, I think the memes can just make a movie better. Oh, definitely. You know? Yeah. Here's what I'll say. By far the worst movie I saw last year, and I saw this because uh, I did a radio show in Israel for my school, and it was a movie show. And we thought, oh, what the hell? Let's go see Fifty Shades Darker and talk about it on the show. It'll be funny. <laughs> oh, boy. It was not. It was not. It's a movie where nothing happens. <laughs> just, Sex happens, it tri- Samuel. Not and it's not even like the sex isn't even sexy. Yeah, it's well, just you, you wouldn't get it. You're you're a man, Samuel. It's not for you. <laughs> sure, but <laughs> it's just nothing in the movie. It's terrible. Wow, the actors hate each other, and then when things happen, there's just like there's a there's a helicopter crash. And that's the big moment, and everyone's like. Oh my God, where's Christian? And then he just walks in with a little dust on his jacket. There's just nothing. And then the movie, and then the movie ends, and just this this Fifty Shades freed whatever the last one is. Ugh, God, I don't want to. I don't want to see it, and I'm not gonna. It, it's tra- this movie. These movies are garbage. Yeah, no, no bueno. Also, worst movies. Uh, Bright. Oh yeah, Bright's up there. <laughs> Justice League. Yep. Death Note. Uh huh. As both a person. De- the Death Note Netflix movie is terrible, but as an as a fan of the anime, it's even worse. Oh boy! And then uh, Jumanji. Yeah. People love Jumanji. I did not care for it. It's dull. And then Pirates Five, terrible. I see. Listen, I blocked that movie from my memory. I forgot that yeah, that people, even came out. Oh my god! People said it's the best pirate since the first one. Fuck you, anyone who said that. Yeah, oh. yeah. Pirates movies go. Pirates one is amazing. Yeah. Pirate 2 is pretty okay. fun, and then 3 and 4 are terrible, and 5 is somehow worse. Because, <laughs> like, it's just... A, Pirates 5, like, 
Fifty Shades Darker, you watch and you're just like, what? What? Nothing's happening. Do something. Mm. Fifty Shades Darker, you just want to throw peanuts at the glass to make the the, the monkey <laughs> make, twitch. Make the fish move. Just tap the glass. Yeah. Pirates 5 is just sad. Oh, no. Like, like Johnny Depp is just, it's just sad. <laughs> Jeffrey Rush, I can't. I can't imagine what watching sad. him in, in, the, in the new Harry Potter is going to be like. Just watching a, I, yeah. a broken down, disheveled Johnny Depp. Who also, let's remember, beat his wife, yeah, so we're so not feeling too... We're not feeling bad, but, you know, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I feel bad. Johnny Depp was, was one of my favorite actors, and then he then he went and had to be an idiot. Yeah, and also, you know, beat his wife. That's, that's what I meant. <laughs> that's That was that was the part that made him be, that made him an idiot. Oh, yeah. man. So, yeah, those are – any other bad movies you, you bad saw? Bad movies, bad movies. Um, like you actually like sat down in the theater thinking this will be fun and then nah. I actually don't think so. I think I did a pretty good job of avoiding scenarios like that. Don't worry. This this year is going to change. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. Because we got to review we gotta review movies every week. Yeah. Well, not every week, but we're going to have to review some movies. Oh, yeah. Every once in a while. We can... And sometimes there won't always be something good. Yeah. Well, you know what? I uh, I accept that challenge. Hey, there's there's not we're not gonna do movie reviews this month, but we have we have some fun stuff planned for the rest of January. But yeah, you're don't worry, you'll see some shit some shit bags this. Can't week. wait. This oh week. yeah, <laughs> I was about to, this week. I thought I was seeing no, the the way week. we the way we were thinking of doing reviews is that like in a given weekend there will be two big movies that come out, mm-hmm. and then you and I would both go see one. And then if we could the other and then get back to each other. And I think what, we'll, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to like make it basically a coin toss where if there's a movie I have a suspicion is going to be bad, we'll just take turns seeing the bad one. Okay. Yeah, that's a That's exciting. Nice little. Uh, I don't know what we'll call field, that review strategy. Call it a field report. Bad, bad movie field report. Like we both see the good movie, but one of us has to see the bad. Right. One. That'd be that'd be fun. Nice little. We could do a little uh, when when we yeah, go and see like them. That. Just oh, that'll be for the Patreon, right? Yeah. If you you want to see those stuff, you gotta 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 give us some uh, some moolah. Okay. Also to mention for the worst movies this year, uh, downsizing. I had to walk out. That, that was I. I don't walk out of movies a lot. Downsizing, I had. Would to. you say Greatest Showman's on your on your worst movies or Greatest Showman's fine? The music's pretty good. It just in the whole thing just doesn't work. Right. 2018, 2018. What we're going to now do is uh, what we just mentioned in passing, the movies we're looking forward to. But also, I want us to take a bet right now before we talk about the movies we're looking forward to. Of all the movies coming out in 2018, not necessarily what's going to be the worst, which one's going to be the bomb of the year. Mm. Like, out, people hate it, loses a ton of money. What do you, th- what do you think? Uh, okay. Um, I'm going to go out and say... Tomb Raider, Samuel. Tomb Raider. I think. I think. Uh, I think my- the curse of of video game movies is gonna. I think it will prevail. Uh, I've been saying it all year, and I'm gonna say it this year. I think it's gonna be Solo, a Star Wars story. Okay. I mean, listen. I agree with you there. I really do. Yeah. Not necessarily. It's like I wanted to say Ready Player One because I'm excited. Uh, but then Ready, I man. Well, no, like the movie. Have you read the book at all? Yes okay i hated the book really i I couldn't finish the book really because the book is the book ready player one is written like a dan brown book for nerds he just goes onto wikipedia googles a thing copies it and pastes it the events of ready player one are interesting enough and the and the concept is really cool but the actual book is 
J.R. Tolkien decided to write Elvish. Like I can Google this. Thank you. Just it's just like I mentioned this thing you like, and I I was wor- I'm worried the movie's gonna be just remember the Iron Giant, mm-hmm. remember Back to the Future. Yeah. Okay, he's he does a race in the DeLorean. That's cool. But is the movie gonna have voiceover where Wade Watts says the DeLorean is a da 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 and that's why I like the DeLorean. Right. Like I'm worried. Like it's it felt like a a fifth graders class essay. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's what, that's what the book felt like. The DeLorean was designed by this guy, and then then and then when they said Doc Brown should drive a Mustang, the director said Doc Brown doesn't drive a fucking Mustang, and that's why I like the DeLorean. And then the like it's fine to just show me something I recognize, but. If it's a bunch of fifth grade essays of I remember the Iron Giant because the movie really impacted me, <laughs> is it? I don't want to see that. No, it's like, oh, cool, the Iron Giant. Mm. Yeah, I'm worried. I hear, I hear but you. I don't okay. think I don't think the movie's going to be a. It might be bad, but, but I don't think flat. it's going to be a bomb yeah. because nostalgia, right? Is it's so huge. But that being said, I don't sense there's that much excitement for Han Solo as there is for Ready Player One. I I definitely would agree with that. I think I think what really is going to be the time to make that decision is when we get a trailer for Han Solo because right now we know nothing about this movie yeah. except for what has come out about you know the troubles with filming. Yeah. So my tone right now I'm just going in the fact that the movie was a disaster to right. make and also there's not that much excitement for right. it. If the trailer comes out and the trailer is a good trailer. I don't think it'll be a bomb anymore. Mm-hmm. It's because it's all in the marketing. The marketing for Ready Player One hasn't been that special, but it's shown people things they recognize, and that's why they're like, "Oh my god, I can't wait to see Chucky and Freddy and the Iron Giant together." It's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, I think Ready Player One's going to make a lot of money. I just don't think it's going to be good. But that's not a bomb. A bomb is loses a comical amount of right. money. And I think it's. I think it's. I'm, I'm putting it thirty five percent over under mm-hmm. solo is the bomb of 2018 all right and you're setting it to are you sure it's gonna be tomb raider <sighs> you know samuel I, I i don't know as much about movies as you do but uh but uh if, if tomb raider if 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 the video game curse has showed us anything samuel it's that we can't have a good video game movie so we we, yeah, we, I, we just yeah. can't so I can certainly see having no confidence for it. Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking that's gonna be it. Cause I think I think people are, are falling victim to the, the, the Warcraft, you know, sort of scenario where people are they see the trailers and they're like, Oh that, that looks like it could be good. Okay, I'm excited for that. And mm-hmm. it's just not gonna be good. Cause they never are. Yeah. What are we looking forward to this year, baby? I well, I am most looking forward to, and this is this is fresh on my mind because of some music that was released recently. But uh, Black Panther, a hundred percent agree. I cannot contain my excitement for this movie. I really can't. It's, anytime it's, anybody, uh, like literally, anytime anybody brings it up, like, and I'm in the room, I'm just like, somebody say Black, Black Black Panther, Black Panther. I'm Black I'm very I'm excited for that movie. The yeah. concentrated wokeness of Black Panther oh, is just—it's overwhelming. They're just, just they're doing everything ugh. right. They're doing everything right, and it's just—it feels great. Like I can't, I just can't wait for the fucking uh, what was what's the Nazi website? Uh, Breitbart. <laughs> no, not Breitbart. I don't know. But the, I don't know the, the one Nazi that's like, websites. 
the storm, whatever, the Nazi blogs. I just can't wait for the Nazi blogs to write their angry little articles about Black Panther and just no, Black Panther be- is, is is forcing the the the, the African American agenda down america's throats like i can see it I can't make technology uh, my confidence is getting wet i can't wait for that right yeah i just can't wait to watch the little nazis yeah. be so angry that god forbid black people get one action movie out of the year right yeah that's actually good and it's oh and from from so i don't know if you heard this samuel but top dog entertainment the uh the yeah the uh, the record label responsible for artists such as kendrick lamar and SZA, uh is going to be producing the uh the album for the movie so that is rather exciting they dropped the the first single this past thursday it is worth noting they're doing the soundtrack he kendrick is doing the soundtrack not the score right so right, right. it remains right. to be seen how many of these songs will play in the actual movie if right. any of them yeah well but, that's the thing is that so this is this is the black panther album which is going to and it it said that it's going to feature songs from and inspired by the movie so yeah. so i think i think some of them will probably be in the movie but not well, from the movie means that they just put it in the credits right yeah, yeah like 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 black panther looks at the camera at the end of the movie says a cool line play kendrick song right exactly that's that's what that could mean but you know if there's action sequences set to these songs that'd or, be great yeah like don't get too excited like, it's good. Oh, there's this cool album about Black Panther coming out. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's not going to be in the movie. Yeah. Right. I'm just I'm saying it along the lines of it just gives me one more thing to be excited about for this movie. You know, as much as I'm excited for Avengers Infinity War, mm-hmm. I'm look I'm more looking forward to this because Black Panther is going to be one of those heroes who's the future of the MCU. For sure. And, you know, like they're bringing in the X-Men. Maybe he'll finally get to marry Storm. Maybe. Yeah, what else? What else are you looking forward to? Um uh oh, Pacific Rim Uprising. Ah, uh, okay. Uh the trailer for that just killed it for me. It really? looks like China handjob the movie. Okay. That's it's, fair it's enough. like like there's literal hero shots where front and center is three Chinese people, and it's fine putting Asian people in movies, but the trend of Hollywood is they always make these shithouse blockbusters. Specifically meant to appeal to China, okay, and just go out of their way to say China, like in Pacific Rim, the first one, the movie just stopped and said, "Well, the Chinese Jaeger isn't just a regular Jaeger because it has three pilots because China's so good at making Jaegers." <laughs> okay. okay, okay, fair. Calm down, calm down, buddy. Yeah, but I don't know, Pacific Rim, the first one, stupid fun. I'm, I'm, I'm down for some more stupid fun. That's it. That's that's what I'm looking forward to. You know, just some, yeah. just some big ass robot robot bottle battles. Yeah, I'm also uh, looking forward to Annihilation, which is from the director of Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. I slept on Ex Machina for way too long. That movie. Uh, that's is great. a great movie. It's yeah. you know, I I wrote a little. Uh, I when I watched that movie, I uh, halfway through realized that it has it holds v- tons and tons of similarities to uh, Julius Caesar. And uh, so I, I, I wrote down a little thingy about it. Uh, that's cool that I, I don't know. I'll show it to you at some point. But uh, yeah, yeah w- watch that movie again and think about the Shakespeare play of Julius Caesar. And it's it's crazy. Uh, a Wrinkle in Time. I'm also. Oh, yeah. Hype for. 
That's so that a wrinkle in time is made by Ava DuVernay. And uh, we talked about this uh, a few weeks ago. I think this year is going to be another Oscars. So white controversy, right? Because all of the constant, all of the black, all of the big black talent of Hollywood is making movies for this year. And they're also, you have Ava who did 13th, uh, which won the Oscar. She's doing wrinkle in time for 2018 and Chadwick and not, uh, and Brian Coogler is made a movie made black panther mm-hmm. and hollywood did not seem to put young black people into big roles barry jenkins also has a movie coming out in 2018 as his follow-up to moonlight okay so i think yeah this year is not 2017 is not necessarily hollywood's racist it's hollywood got woke but all the woke movies were pushed back a year right we've also got another movie that i didn't even realize existed until like two days ago apparently a24 is doing a horror movie with Chance the Rapper and um, Uncle, uh, what's his name, uh, from uh, from Stranger Things. Uh, oh, God, what's his name? Joe Keery. In animation, uh, two things I'm very much looking forward to from Wes Anderson, Isle of Dogs. Yes. And also, and I think this might be my most anticipated movie of the year, Incredibles 2. Oh, yeah. Oh ah. yeah, so excited for that. You know what you know what you know what another movie that you may be surprised to hear I'm excited for? Sherlock Gnomes. Did you <laughs> did you see Nomeo and Juliet? I saw the trailer for both of them. Okay. Sherlock Gnomes looks terrible. Nomeo and Juliet. Listen, let me tell you about Nomeo and Juliet, okay? Oh, Nomeo and Juliet is one of the most underrated movies of that I have ever seen. Okay. Really? Listen, as somebody who loves Shakespeare and like just and loves puns and just like stupid like theater humor uh-huh. Romeo and Juliet is a masterpiece okay <laughs> like really like watching that movie and understanding all of the Shakespeare jokes is it, there's nothing better as as a theater person I would say so fair if, if they carry day. that on to Sherlock Gnomes and like actually take the time to put you know these really deep and like you know layered Sherlock holmes jokes in there i'm excited for it and i'm here for it okay in my defense the trailers made it look like another fart movie true true is it a is it a fart movie is it just like look at my butt is really not i mean here's the thing is like it's it's a kid's movie so i mean most most kids movies are gonna have some sort of you know fraction of of butt jokes you know, uh-huh. but I don't think it has any more than the average kids movie, you know, uh, Deadpool two coming oh, out yeah. in June. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, not much to say, but I'm just I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. New Mutants. Yeah. Oh, yeah. New Mutants. I'm excited for that because I think New Mutants is going to determine how much Marvel is going to be willing to continue to take risks. Right. Because they're going to New Mutant. If the deal closes this year, that means they'll get Fox next year. Mm-hmm. And if New Mutants comes out and does bonkers business maybe disney will be willing to make more creative movies oh yeah because fox is gonna keep making creative movies but now that's all changed a movie that looks interesting and i i i don't know i'm always whenever i see trailers for comedy movies i always you know hesitate to get excited for them because i don't know most comedy movies that are made these days are just not good uh but the comedy movie game night looks pretty 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 fucking good if i don't say it yeah, myself it, it'll be anything special but it it, it could be fun it looks time. like it could be funny is is what i what well, I, yeah i notice 
Yeah, the premise is the premise is pretty creative, but you know, it's, it's basically idiots in a idiots in a serious situation. What happens? Right. Exactly. Um, which is uh, some, of my, some movie, of my favorite movies, yep. honestly. Uh, a movie that was a contender for bomb of the year, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. I was that was a contender for me as well. I don't think there is any hype left over from Jurassic World. I really don't think so. And and this uh, or this for, first trailer. And honestly, I love Chris Pratt, but I think his uh, I think his hype is sort of extinguished as well. Well, yeah, because like he was great as Star Lord. Like he can only do Andy Dwyer or Star Lord, right? And all the movies he's been cast in, he's only been cast as Star Lord, right? You know, mm-hmm. did. Star Lord in the West for uh, Magnificent Seven. He was Star Lord with dinosaurs for Jurassic World. Right. He was Star Lord in a space, but also a creepy Star Lord in Passengers. Yeah. That's just all he can do. Yeah. And if uh, Fallen Kingdom is as bad as I think it's going to be, I, I didn't want to put it as bomb of the year because the first one made so much money. Right. And people yeah. seem to not hate it as much as I did. Yeah, I don't know. It'll it'll be interesting, but I I I, I don't know. Whenever I I think of movies that are are gonna bomb, I I tend to just go with my gut, and mm-hmm. and the the gut does not uh does not approve of Jurassic Park or Jurassic World, Fallen yeah. Kingdom. Uh, a movie I'm excited for, uh, not as much because uh, Denis, who as I said before, is currently batting a thousand, is not directing it, but Sicario two. Mm-hmm. I love the first Sicario. Yeah, I watched, it's on Amazon. I watched the trailer for it uh, a couple days ago. I think. Yeah, well, Sicario is on Amazon too. Uh, like Amazon's movie collection, like they've really picked up Netflix's slack. They really have. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff on on Amazon. I have queued up, but Sicario two. Watch the first Sicario. Like it is. If you don't think Denis Villeneuve is a master, like have you only seen uh, Arrival as one of his movies? uh you said arrival and he did his movies are enemy sicario arrival uh prisoners blade runner and blade runner like those are the movies he's made no they're all only seen they're all incredible okay like he needs to get more movies under his belt but currently he is a master and sicario he can genre hop so well like sicario is so different from prisoners and so different from enemy and so different from arrival and so different from Blade Runner, and he does all of them perfectly. Watch Sicario, and you will understand why I'm excited for Sicario too. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then the last Marvel movie to come out is going to be Ant Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it was fun. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> here's 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 another one that I don't know what to talk think about. Mamma Mia two. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, that's that's going to be uh, interesting. Uh, this I love this trailer. This yet another. This is see. This is. Mamma Mia is suffering the same fate that um, that Phantom of the Opera suffered, which was they're making a sequel to a musical that did not need a sequel. Or wait, there's a Phantom of the Opera two. Yes. You, you, oh my god. Okay. Wait. It's called. It's called. Um, oh god. What is it called? It. Yeah. Love never dies, and it takes place in America at a circus. What? Yeah. So the so so Christine has married Raúl. And moved to America, and they have a child, and a traveling circus comes from France to America, and the Phantom is now has now become a member of this traveling circus, and he rekindles his love with Christine. It's unnecessary and ridiculous, and it, oh. <laughs> yeah. All I, okay, so I w- uh, here's what I'll say about Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia Two, 
Mamma Mia, here we go again. Here we go again. <laughs> the whole trailer, um, they were showing clips of Meryl Streep, but never of Meryl Streep talking, which made me think Meryl Streep didn't shoot a single second of this movie. She's going to be in it for like five minutes, I guarantee you. Yeah. She's going like, to be she's gonna be in it just as much as uh, uh, Dave was in the beginning of uh, Hangover Part 2. Yeah. So... I did not watch the original Mamma Mia, but my mother and aunt love that movie, and they had the soundtrack. Like The only thing that would ever uh, play in either of their cars is the Mamma Mia soundtrack. So I have it ingrained in my head, despite never seeing the movie or play. I have such a vendetta against Mamma Mia. ABBA, okay? ABBA made some fantastic music. ABBA just really, just queens of, of pop rock, Okay. And and then so they decide we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take this amazing music we're gonna make a musical out of it, and they give it one of the worst stories to ever grace the stage. Just garbage. It's, it's menopause. The musical is really what it is. Is <laughs> really what 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 Mama Mia is, and it pisses you know, me off because it's such good music. All that's so, and, uh, on the music. All that said, yep. I can't wait for this movie. Oh no! I'm, you bet your ass I'm getting highest fucking going and heckling that shit. <laughs> you know, no, no, I can't wait to love this because you know I I was like watching the trailer like really mommy at two oh and they're going back in time and now Lily James is playing is playing the mama oh my god Mama Mia's Mama Mia we're seeing young Mama Mia now mm-hmm. and Mama Mia is gonna have a Mama Mia situation. Oh boy! I just. I just like, like saying Mamma Mia. <laughs> no, as I was watching the trailer, I was just referring to everyone as Mamma Mia. Oh, okay. Oh. Mamma Mia's mama had a Mamma now, Mia situation. Now Mamma Mia's going over to Mamma Mia's Mamma Mia. And, oh my uh... god, now Mamma Mia's a, now now Mamma Mia's daughter's a Mamma Mia. <laughs> and then and then Cher shows like what is Cher in this movie? Okay, yeah, okay. Cher's in this movie. Sure, cool. Awesome. And then I was like, this is stupid and then they started singing the slow version of the mama mia song yep and like okay i'm on board let's let's go yeah oh man <laughs> never seen the musical never seen the movie i'm seeing this movie though <laughs> you i'm sure i'll be fine you bet your mama mia i'm gonna see this movie uh mission impossible six uh you know cool all right I, i've loved all of them yeah so far yeah i'll go see it uh did you see uh, mission impossible rogue nation no it's great that's good yeah, you and I saw Ghost Protocol together. Yeah, we did. Of an IMAX screen. That was a mistake. Oh, yeah. That was wow. That was a lot. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Rogue Nation's also great. So I, I'm looking forward to six. Okay. Uh, uh, Spider Man into the into the Spider Verse. Yes. Yes. Hype. Hype is and, hell for that movie. And then uh, speaking of movies that can't take a hint, I forgot to mention this. This might actually be bomb of the year, but they're making another Robin Hood. Oh boy. <laughs> Because we, because we need that apparently. Yeah, this this movie looks expensive, so this maybe this is going to be bomb of the year. I don't know. Yeah, from what I from what I heard from uh, the D twenty three expo, I'm excited for Ralph breaks the internet. Oh yeah, that's 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 going to be huge. It's going to be memes the movie, and mm-hmm. that's that's exciting. Honestly, I'm ex- so like I'm interested to see how much they lampoon internet culture because right. the emoji movie had a very passing line of oh it's internet trolls just ignore them. That was it. I'm. I want to see how well Wreck It Ralph Two is going to tackle the topic of how toxic the internet is. I would love that. See if anybody can do it right. I think that they can. Uh, something that's uh, it may not be good, but uh, A Star Is Born, which is Bradley Cooper's directorial debut. Interesting. 
It's a re- it's a remake, but uh, and it stars him and Lady Gaga. Interesting. All right. And then uh, Denis, not not Denis. Jesus Christ, think of words. <laughs> uh, who won Best Director last year? Got La La Land. Oh, D- Damien Chazelle. Damien Chazelle is making a movie about uh, Neil Armstrong starring Ryan Gosling. So there's that. You know, it's like uh, I don't think he's going to be singing in this one. No, probably not. Um, but you, then, know, you uh, know who is going to be singing in a movie? Uh, Rami Malek in Bohemian Rhapsody, which I'm, oh, right. I am hype for. I am really. We've been waiting so long for this movie. Ah, uh, here's why I'm hesitant about it. Sasha Baron Cohen dropped out. Yeah, because they wouldn't let him make it the way he wanted to, which I honestly wasn't a big fan of Sasha Baron Cohen making that well, movie in the first place. Well, no, he was <laughs> making it. He was going to star in it. Uh, he wasn't directing it. Brian Singer was always set to direct it. But the queen, the, the problem with biopics is when the family or the real people are too involved in making it. Right. And when Sasha Baron Cohen signed on, he thought it was going to be a movie about the life of Freddie Mercury. And so would end upon Freddie's death. Right. But apparently this movie, when he dropped out, it was because the story was going to be how the band kept going and got their shit together after Freddie died. Really? And yeah. Now the current synopsis that's on this Vox article I'm reading says it's going to, it's about the years leading up to their 1985 Live Aid performance. Okay. Yeah. Cause, cause there's the, there's the behind the scenes footage and pictures of the AIDS performance with Rami Malek. If it is that, yeah, because, yeah, Mercury died in 91. So if that is the case and it is going to actually end at 1985 at that performance, then I'm fine. Yeah. But I don't want to hear about Queen in the 90s after Freddie Mercury died. Yeah, no, I know. Inter- I don't want to see that movie. <laughs> yeah. And if and if it's a, like a framing device of flashing back to Freddie was alive and then flashing forward to when he's dead and that's the whole movie, I don't I won't then I won't care about half the movie. Yeah. Well, we've got. Uh, well, also, if, if that one doesn't yeah. do well, we've got a we've got another singing uh singing movie that we can uh, rely on that's coming. Uh, Mary Poppins Returns. Oh yeah, uh, featuring Lin- good old Lin Manuel Miranda. Good for him, yeah, he's got to get that Oscar he, somehow. <laughs> rather, he write himself another write another musical, but okay. Yeah, you know, he's he's got to do other stuff. He's got to last two contenders for bomb of the year. I wouldn't put the odds too high on these, but uh, Andy Serkis's Jungle Book. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for it. What it's called, right? Yes, yes, yeah. It was called Jungle Book Origins. Now it's called Mowgli, and he's taking and he's taking his performance capture and he's pasting it onto animal faces, unlike the John Favreau Jungle Book. Mm -hmm. However, this is a movie that I don't think needs to exist because the John Favreau Jungle Book already gave us the did that. (laughs) Well, it gave us the best version of Disney's Jungle Book, which is very different from the book, right? Circus is going to be adapting the actual book, The Jungle Book. Intr- okay, well, mm. so I it'll, be, it'll be different. It'll be different, but I just don't think we need this. Right. As much as I'm excited to see how he uses performance capture in this movie, right? and as much as I'm excited he's finally taking his experience in performance capture yeah. and directing his own story. It'll be, it'll be a nice movie to watch for study, you know? Yeah, and then the last contender for Bomb of the Year... Uh, is X-Men Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Oof. X-Men. Did you see X-Men Apocalypse? Yeah, I did. We saw, did, rough, did we see that together? We might have. I don't think we did. I, don't think we did. It, Man, I, saw, I definitely saw it in Atlanta. Um, but yeah. It was rough. Yeah. I did. Yeah. And uh, they have a, and then Simon Kinberg's making his directorial debut with a $150 million movie. Cause that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
Yeah, we're getting a new Grinch too, aren't we? I think so. A, a I think it's animated. Grin- yeah, it's 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 the same. It's the Lorax company. Yeah. Guy. Uh, that'll be interesting. And that, and then Creed two. Yeah, that's coming. Kugler isn't directing it because he had a Black Panther movie to make. Yeah. But it, <laughs> it's okay. They, did, they brought. They brought an up-and-comer who's also a director of color, which is good. You know, again, expanding opportunity. Right. And then the the cast is returning, so that'll be that'll be fun. Yeah. Um. That's the that's 2018 people. A lot to look forward to. New New Year, New Me. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, we're the first people to ever that, see it. That you heard it here first on on Culture Vacuum. New Year, New Me. That that's what we're gonna be doing. New Year, New 2018. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh and now we are in decompression. <sighs> wow. Okay. All right. So man. I don't know when we're going to do this because we're having a guest to do it with us. But uh, over the next week, we're going to uh, to celebrate the fact that all the Harry Potter movies are now on HBO to Woo! go. Yes. We're going to be doing a bracket ranking for the Harry cool. Potter movies. And mm-hmm. I will reveal the bracket now. We're either going to do this next week or the week after, depending on our guest, who's a friend of mine, who's the biggest Harry Potter fan I know. But currently, the bracket as it stands, in the number one seed, uh, and the way I designed this was, uh, I took their rotten to- all the numbers on Rotten Tomatoes, and I judged them, the critics, the average score, sorry, the, the, the Rotten Tomatoes score, which is what percentage of critics like the movie, then the average of all those scores, and then the fan scores. The number one seed, Deathly Hollows Part Two. Mm-hmm. By any metric, by any critics that I looked at, this is the highest rated of the movies. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I had to be objective. Right. And the number eight, this very much surprised me. Order of the Phoenix mm-hmm. is number eight. So th- those movies will be going up head to head. And uh, I anticipate, I don't know what our guest is going to think, but I am anticipating an early upset there. Yeah, I could I could see that. I could see that happening. Going over to the other side of the bracket. Number two, Prisoner of Azkaban versus Deathly Hollows 1, which is the number seven seed. Then the number four seed, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince is going up against the number five seed, Chamber of Secrets. Interesting. That's going to be a hard one. And then last year, and then lastly, uh, Goblet of Fire, number three seed, going up against number six seed, Sorcerer's Stone. Now that that's a matchup, Samuel, that I am excited for because that yeah. that's going to be a tough one, I yeah. think. Yeah. So we're doing we're doing brackets. Only one can win, but this is what we this is what we got so far. That's the bracket uh-huh. we're going to be working off again next week or the week after, depends mm-hmm. on what our guest availability is. So you had a you had a bit of harrowing experience. You want to you want to share that? I had a oh yeah. Uh, so uh, I get a I get a text from. Uh, from my my girlfriend uh saying that her the apartment below her was on fire oh god yeah so uh so that so that was exciting so you know i did what i could to go and help with that and such but uh yeah pretty pretty scary stuff from what i heard and and, and it's surprising because currently it is uh let me just check the temperature uh 18 degrees outside oh uh so i didn't know that fire could exist in such cold uh environments (laughs) but apparently it can and uh, luckily nobody's hurt yeah you know her her and her roommates are a-okay it was uh yeah 
But, uh, uh, I'm going to be watching. We're recording this. Uh, the Golden Globes go on in less than an hour. I'm going to be watching that. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I'm, you know. I'm not looking for. But I just want to say, fuck you, NBC. I had to buy a fucking yeah. antenna to watch this thing because they aren't <laughs> they aren't streaming they aren't it on streaming Hulu. It? No, you cannot stream it. You have to watch it through regular old television or buy an antenna. Wow. Okay. Fuck that's, you, NBC. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of messed up. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to return this antenna because I don't care about regular TV. But you know, as a as a blogger, I have to watch this, so I might write something about the Globes and then Michael Winter, Winter music piece going up. It's coming out at the at the end of this week, Samuel. The end of this week, but this is the end of the week. I told you had to be done by. I did, did, what I don't recall what you're talking about, Samuel. What is what is, what is deadline? <laughs> what is dead? What is line? What is deadline? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's okay. Um, okay, and then uh, you had a timeline on Unwatchable yet? Uh, yes, actually. Uh, last week of the month, Unwatchable. It's coming out, and I think I'm, episode I'm, one of Unwatchable two point I think I'm gonna put this episode out on uh, the Unwatchable feed just so people know it's coming. Yeah, they, I actually, so, you know, what we what could do doing. that'd be cool. Um, so we could uh, we could uh, cut a cut cut a part out of uh of this discussion, but I I did a I did a rough layout of what the um what the episodes are going to look like and we can uh have that as a little patreon thing so can yeah i don't know if you want to do that after we end this but yeah, we, yeah yeah january this is where we're kicking things into into 12th gear oh yeah in the words of two brothers in the words of of two brothers okay and then and then a meteor comes yeah but that's everything again check out patreon.com slash culture vacuum uh we're gonna start putting some stuff up there this month and then do the full launch of it. A lot of big things happening. New year, new us. New year, new me, baby. Yeah, baby. All right. Okay, well, that's uh, that's it for the show this week. I'm Samuel underscore C137 on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm uh, What's Up Michael on uh, Twitter. So uh, check me out. Yeah, check him, check him outside. How about that? How, how about that? Okay, that's it for the show. <laughs> See you next week, everybody. Goodbye.